welcome to another episode of Orinda Talks. Today we will talk about Captain My Captain series and today we're talking about Captain Pike. My guests today are Mark Seven, Paul Watson and Jonathan. Christopher Pike is a fictional character in the Star Trek science fiction franchise. He is the immediate predecessor of to James T. Kirk as captain of the starship USS Enterprise. Pike first appears as the main character of the original unnarrated pilot episode for Star Trek the original series The Cage, portrayed by Jeffrey Hunter. When this pilot was rejected, Hunter withdrew from the series and the character of Pike was replaced with Kirk. The series later established Pike as being Kirk's predecessor in the two-part story The Menagerie, which extensively used archive footage from the cage. The framing story includes an older, scared and disabled fleet Captain Pike portrayed by Sean Kenny. The film Star Trek and Star Trek Into the Darkness, which take place in the alternate timeline featured Bruce Greenwood as a version of Pike who acted as a mentor to the young Kirk. Christopher Pike is a main character in the second series season of Star Trek Discovery, portrayed by Anson Mount. Set several years after the case, the show has Captain Pike assume temporary command of the USS Discovery. The series Star Trek Strange New Worlds, a spin-off of Discovery, is centered on Pike's time as Captain Pike, a captain of the USS Enterprise, when bound reprising the role. According to the dialogue in The Cage, he is from the city of Mayeva on Earth and once owned a horse named Tango. Pike is in the second captain of the Enterprise, NCC 1701 and the first to the show in Star Trek canon, Star Trek the Animated Series, reveals that Captain Robert April predate Pike and printed Star Trek fiction as reference books also identify April as Pike's predecessor. Pike took command of the USS Enterprise in the year 2250 at the age of 38, taking over command from Robert April, who commanded the Enterprise five years. All right, guys, my first guest is Jonathan. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you, thank you. How are you doing today? Glad to be here. Not bad. Looking forward to uh, the new season. Yeah, me too, me too. So today we're going to talk about Captain Pike. Um, is he one of your favorite characters from Star Trek or just how have you been acquainted with Captain Pike? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, yes, Captain Pike. Um, probably since the early 80s when they first, you know, when I was a child, I remember watching the, uh, the Menagerie and the Cage. And is he one of your favorite captains, or just is he always have been since you saw the cages? He's sticking with you in a way. 
Yes, because he's the reason why he's one of my favorites because um, when he did the first two part, uh, interesting enough. But then when they showed him watching Star Trek since I was five, yes, definitely, definitely one of my favorites. Discovery, it's like okay, now you can flesh this character out, and the way Anson Mount plays the character, it's like more of a modern take on what a leader should be. So he's really just drawn me into the character. Yeah, but I think also how Anson Mounted plays is just like um, how I see Captain Pike. I don't know how you see him. Yes. I see him the same way. I mean, that is Captain Pike. I mean, Jeffrey Hunter did a great job starting the character out, but you still didn't know enough about him. It was kind of like... He had that mystery about him, but he was also kind of strict. We have a lot of camaraderie with his crew at first, where Anson Mount, as soon as he steps off that, as soon as Anson Mount shows up on the show, I mean, you just love to be watching him, you know? True, and he owns the part. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you now. Not just now it was yeah. breaking up. He owns it. Take it over here. Okay. Yeah, Hanson Mount is now the definition of Captain Pike. It's almost like in other genres where you have James Bond. Who's the James Bond that everybody loves? It's usually like Sean Connery, you know? Well, same thing. Who's the best Pike? It has to be Anson Mount. So we have three Captain Pikes. So in, of course, TOS, we have Anson Mount, and we have Bruce, or what's his name, in the J.J. Abrams movies. Yeah. Uh, which, from which those three are, is your favorite? It's Anson Mount. Anson Mount. Yeah, mine as well. I mean, he basically took the character and ran with it. I mean, Bruce Greenwood did a good job, but he just wasn't the Pike that we had first seen in TOS. You know, he used his own version of it, and Anson Mount still has the look, and he does some of the throwbacks to the original, yeah. original Pike. But I think that a lot of people are liking Pike as a captain because he is just like... Uh, everyone else and yeah. he will ask all his seniors for dinner and and I think Archer was the one who started that um, the thing with having dinner with the captain with, yeah with you know like his senior staff or you grab an ensign yeah I agree um, that's what I like about him I mean he also I try, because I'm a manager in my business, and I try to, you know, lead my team the same way. You know, I don't have all the answers. Mm. You know, and Pike doesn't have all the answers either. He relies on the specialists in their own department, their own fields, to come up with a conclusion of an action of what to do, what a true leader should do. Yeah. And that's why he contrasts so much with the other captains. I mean, I, I love Cisco too. I mean, I love Picard. Well, I like all the captains. Well, I think 
Pike just brings about a different type of leadership where at the end of the day, he's still going to make the final decision, but he doesn't make you feel um, overwhelmed if you do suggest something. Mm-hmm. He wants to, you know, and that's why I loved about him when he first showed up on Discovery. Well, I think, where I, I think when he um, showed up in Discovery, he really owned the part right away. And that's not of only of his presence, but also his leadership, but also in being a human. And I've met Anson Mount three times, and even personally, he's just like that. Very welcoming. He's a great guy. And yeah. Like, you could see it on screen. Yeah, I know. I met him too in, uh, on uh, Star Trek Destination here in Birmingham. So oh, I know what cool. you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> he's a great guy, yeah. Um, so um, what are the difference between the three pikes? Have you anything say, to say about that? Well... Jeffrey Hunter, the first Pike, I mean, granted, it was only a pilot. He didn't get to expand the role. He didn't get as much screen time as the other two actors. But he still broke ground. That was the type leadership that Gene Roddenberry wanted. That was the formula he wanted. So you got to give a lot of credit to him. I mean, that's what you got to look back at. I mean, the studios are what made the second pilot happen because they didn't like certain elements of it. But then you look at Bruce Greenwood's Pike, doesn't really match up with Jeffrey Hunter at all. Mm-hmm. It's his own own take on what a leader is. It's like he he really, I don't know if he didn't study the material, or he just went with his own thing. He's still a fatherly figure for Kirk, is what they wanted. And he, most like the Ben Kenobi of Star Wars, that's what Pike was supposed to be for J.J. Abrams. Well, I think the... So that's the one in the J.J. Abrams that he set just a tone a little bit more for Anson Bound. Yeah. Yeah, he's like the bridge between Jeffrey Hunter to Anson Mount. Yeah. Where now you got Anson Mount doing it and he's not coming into it as a father figure to a Kirk character yet. Mm. He's, he's that captain. He's that captain of the Enterprise. He's the leader that everybody wants to be, you know. Um, and I think Anson brings a different style to it as well, like a very down-to-earth, humble type of captain. Yeah, Almost but I, like Jean-Luc Picard is when you think about it. Mm, I think also that Anson Mount has something, uh, of brings something like a homely type captain, like, okay, uh, I have a rank, but I'm also human. Exactly. It's like the mentality in the military. There's two ways of respecting the rank or you respect the man. Yeah. Pike, you're respecting the man. He could be a lieutenant. He could be an ensign. You still respect him the way he is, the way he interacts with people. He's a a leader. You want to follow him where he goes, where it's not just him demanding you follow him. And that's what really good leaders are like. What I... um mentioned to one of my friends is that um, um, Anson Mouth, Captain Pike is one of the captains who actually go on away missions. Yeah. 
And of course, Kirk did that too. But I'm wondering if, uh, because we see on a later date with uh, Picard, and I do think Cisco did it too. But Cisco, Cisco was an other type of uh, time, so no. he could do that in a way. Yeah. But um, I do think it answer Mount Rocks the. Uh, because he's bringing the type of, um, I don't want to say uh, hero captain, but more like, um, okay, uh, I got my rank as captain, but I also have my uh, things that I can do or uh, in the area where I'm good at. Yeah. I mean, and, he wants to get his hands dirty just like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And... He- I think something must have changed, you know, in Starfleet. I mean, it's just conjecture. Because you look at Archer. He went on away missions. Mm. Pike goes on away missions. Kirk goes on away missions. But by Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan, then you got Savage quoting, you know, procedures that he should not be, as a flag officer, should not be going on an away mission, technically. Mm. So it's almost like a policy shift changes. That's why you see Picard's kind of question they shouldn't be going on away missions and Cisco to a point. So it could be a little bit of that you can put in the, the mythos of Star Trek as well. Isn't like, it also so like isn't it also like uh, because that was that big uh, war with the Klingon etc that they have to lost many captains that they said okay captains can't go to away missions because they are too important for the ship. Yeah, it's something to that effect. Where Kirk is already a, a rule breaker. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's Kirk. POS. Yeah, Kirk's like, I don't care either way. I'm going on this away mission, you know. And Swatch is going along with it, but why would he? Because he's been serving under Pike for so many years. What, 10 years? So he's already used to the captain jumping in and taking over. Yeah. So it, their style already gels that way. But I think... Gene Roddenberry uh, wanted that in a way of uh, the captain needs to get their hands dirty because they are also uh, in that way human and um, in service of mankind, the ship, etc. So what is your uh, opinion about Pike as a captain? It's a good story when you see the star of the show getting some action. In a way, in a way. Uh, if I was to rank him among all the other captains, in a way, I would rank him at some point. I move above. Kirk's supposed to be like the one you want to follow. But if I had a choice between Pike and Kirk, there's times I think I'd rather just follow Pike. Mm-hmm. But he's got mm-hmm. a little bit of the Cisco in him with Picard. He's like a mix of those two. So I would say Pike's probably in the top three of the captains. I but that's given time because you know now you're seeing more screen time of pike on tv Mm. where we didn't really get to see a lot of it so all we had to inform ourselves was like picard cisco pike janeway yeah and i also think uh it's the writers can do a lot of uh his background story now 
Because mm. we don't really yeah, know able, that much. We really yeah. don't know that much about like, Captain we, we Pike. Don't, we don't know. Yeah, he's he's an enigma because you got so much things you can do because you still got another ten years before he has his accident and everything else. What else is there? Does he have family? Does he have a brother? You know, are you gonna see his mother and father? You, there's so much they can play with. Yeah. Where you've seen Cisco, where you've seen his family, you've seen his father, you've seen his son, you've seen Jennifer, Picard, you've seen his part of the family. Archer, you know about his father. You never talk about his mother, though. So you don't know what else is going on with that situation. So I think for him, you could expand so much more with family, the history. Um, maybe they'll touch on Klingon War. Which is another exciting thing. Yeah. Indeed. You got a moment, uh, a couple of them. So, um, yeah. Uh, back to the Pike expanding his history and everything else. The writer's got a lot of room to play with. Um, I mean, now you can do, like we already see in the trailer for season two, you're going to see a little crossover at lower deck. But. Some of the things the fans always wanted to see crossover among different crews and all that. I really would love to see that happen a little bit more. I would love to see, like, T'Pol show up or Fox mm. and just show a bridge enterprise and Strange New Worlds, you know, kind of like what they did with McCoy, Scotty, and, you know, Spock in Next Generation. Yeah. I would love to see a little bit of that. But also show how important Pike really was because if you remember. In the menagerie, I mean, they highly decorated Starfleet officer. I mean, everybody, they know who Pike is. Not just because he's captain of the Enterprise for all those years. You know, he was a war hero, all these other things. Well, show us, you know. Hmm. What I mean, it'd be fun. I would love to see more episodes of the season, though. Yeah. What are you hoping for his career or story arc line uh, what uh, what they can do in Strange New World well I'm hoping to see a little bit more of his flashbacks to the cage with Vina mm. you know we're already seeing how he's trying to cope with knowing his fate but we did have that episode that they already like, that they in already. In his mind, though, he's thinking he's dying at that point. You know, he's you no, know, he gets to figure and all that. But what else? I mean, Vina shows up and just. Mm. Well, he sees Vina again. You know, but I still think they're just kind of missing something. I want to see them like, why would he be so willing at the end of the menagerie that he's going to go with Vina uh, yeah. at the end? Yeah. Show a little bit more of that, like flashbacks, or he's having dreams about yeah. I'd love to see more fun with him and like number one getting into some hijinks things like that mm. I want to know why he knows Dr. Mabenga so well they really didn't touch it the first episode no. you know they knew each other why is he now the chief medical officer yeah I would love to see a little bit of that you know maybe a flashback or explain that what happened to Dr. Boyce you know yeah like, where all the characters from the pilot 
Yeah, no way. Did happen during the war. But I want to see that. I just want to see him start to progress towards. I like think they're already going to do this with Kirk, where he's going to maybe become a mentor to Kirk in some way. Mm. I would love to see a little bit more of that. But I don't want it to be all TOS. No, and I think that is one way that they are that they are introducing those uh, characters in Strange New World now. So yeah, yeah I think it's just uh, they doing a good job with the uh, Strange New World. And well, I hope that yeah. they're doing a little bit more with the uh, with the character in the way of, uh, of course, the background story. That's what I always love. Yeah. Well, I want to see the final thing would be his relationship with Spock to have that much loyalty and dedication from Spock that he's willing to risk death in his career to steal the Enterprise, disobey orders, and take them back. Mm -hmm. You know. That I want to see how that really builds up because we really have not seen that much of it yet. No, that's loyal to Spock, but how can you get to that point where you're willing to risk it all for the guy? You know, yeah, you're basically jeopardizing everybody else, you know, and that's what I want to see. Yeah, well, we have to wait what uh, Strange New World is bringing. Yep. And uh, I thought it will be airing at 15th of June, if I'm correct. Yeah. yeah, June 15th. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. I know they've released some of the trailers, sneak peeks of the court scenes and stuff like that. That should be fun. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I am... Uh, uh, yeah. I think that they still. I think Amazon Mount playing a real good pike. I think they couldn't have uh, better someone else uh, to play it. I think they would have had a hard time finding somebody else because it just fits it. Like yeah, and I would love to see them maybe branch out into maybe a movie. Who and knows? Maybe yeah. That concludes the series or something like that, and then move yeah. it into maybe they want to go with the TOS again. But I think he can handle it. I mean, he's already had some on-screen roles, big movie pictures. I mean, he was in Doctor Strange stuff like that, and mm. he's not strange to the movie world. No, no, no. But I'm also like meaning um, he has this flair of him, like. He really can, and, and I remember uh, in a uh, that was a interview and documentary with the um, uh, Discovery crew, and he said, "Well, in the first start, I didn't know it was for uh, that I did an audition for Captain Pike, but it was like a real simple weird name." And after then, they they invited him to the set again, and. Uh, they said, okay, sit in the chair, and they said, well, you're going to have the role of uh, Captain Pike. Yeah. 
and uh, he of course he was shocked and he has no idea that it was this big of a role of course he knew Star Trek but um, I think maybe he he did did some homework about who Pike was but he is the embodiment of Uncrowd, quote, uncrowd, uh, the real Pike. Yeah. Well, I, the first time I remember, we were on a, basically a reproduction set of the original Enterprise Bridge. And everybody was asking us before they even did the premiere of Discovery Season 2. And he says he's always watched Star Trek. He's always been a fan, you know, and he knew who the character was. But when he first got auditioning for Discovery, it was supposed to be for Lorca, Captain Lorca. So he was totally blindsided when they said, hey, you're Pike. Yeah. <laughs> he was never expecting that. I mean, that... I know how the feeling would be awesome for me if somebody's telling me I'm going to be Captain Pike. I'm like, whoa. Because he knew who exactly that was. Mm. And I think he makes Captain Pike big on the screen because he, he plays it so lovable. And... Yeah. He's a softy at sometimes when it comes to his crew, and he's relatable. And I wouldn't mind having dinner with the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is there anything you would like to add about Captain Pike? I'm hoping that Pike is like now the new mold of how the captains are going to be in future series. I mean, if we do get a Star Trek Legacy with Seven as the captain of the new Enterprise, that's great. Um, but I'm hoping people look at this character and how he's represented. That it's he's just not two-sided. He's multi-sided. I mean, you got so much into that character that maybe it kind of like changes Star Trek a little bit, and like it informs everybody why Kirk's the way he is, or Cisco, and all that. That maybe he's like a groundbreaking character for the future shows. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Jonathan, thank you very much for joining me for this lovely conversation about Captain Pike. Well, thank you. And, uh, well, I hope to talk to you soon about it, I guess, about Star Trek again. All right. I'm more than welcome to do it. All right, my friend. All Live right. long and prosper. Live long and prosper to you, too. Guys, my next guest is Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello, how are you doing, Orinda? I'm fine, how are you? Oh, good, good. Long time no talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm ready to talk. Yes. <laughs> One of my um, favorite subjects. <laughs> uh, but first, how is the pet for pathfinding doing? Oh, well, we've kind of been on, we've been on kind of a sabbatical due to our, our, careers every everybody including mm. like our chief of security cj's been writing a lot and doing a lot of conventions she actually is running conventions now oh, as cool. well as bringing her own booth on, that's you know, cool being like the second in, she's like the second in command for this one guy here in texas that has several conventions yeah. um you know and plus i've been doing some volunteer work on a really old home and getting it restored and it's pretty pretty fascinating it's uh you ever watch that show uh rehab addict where they rehabilitate old homes back to the original it's mm. kind of kind of like 
kind of like that. And mm. Got to peel back and find floors that were 120 years old. It's it's fun yeah. stuff, but it's kept me real busy. Plus, this is my busy season at work, so I'm traveling a lot. That's yeah. why it's kind of hard to lock down a day. So thank you for being flexible, as you always are. Oh, that's fine. Um, can you tell the listeners, in short, again, what Pathfinder is? Oh, Pathfinder is a... We're a volunteer organization. We raise money for charity. But at the same time, we go to conventions. We we bring uniforms that put you into the 24th century, around the time of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Voyager, and Star Trek Generations. That's where we've started. And we're a... Uh, you know, the, the character... It's a character-driven story. But we also, when we're at conventions, we bring guests in, put them in uniform, and sometimes we just give them picture with the background whatever background of their choice they want in it you know in their uniform but some guests become crew members and they become part of our stories which we which is our side gig which we call the memisodes we it's like a live action comic book so it's photos action photos with with text overlaid on it it's kind of low it, it's what i call low tech fan fiction you know it's not yeah. not film it's not film but it's the stories are captivating and comes from the fact that, you know, myself, my executive producer, Sophia Cast and Willem Dimebeck, who's our one of our my former first officer in the his character. And are, we really are huge fans and have like a huge memory database to base our creative writing on. So we come up with a lot of stories that have familiar arcs to them, but they're not. We're not copying things. We're just trying to keep that familiarity of the 1990s Star Trek alive because it's kind of a favorite for for all of us and people at conventions that approach us. That's one of their favorite time periods for Trek. Hmm. So that and and sometimes you know we some, sometimes we sell little you know uniforms, merchandise, but that's not our main goal. That's just a side thing to yeah. raise money to break even on costs, and then give have a little bit more for you know charity organizations like Heroic Inner Kids or March of Dimes or things of that nature. Which, but um, you know, COVID definitely set us back in terms of the conventions that we got out of that, and then you know we had everybody else got other life things that hit them you know some people had to get new jobs some people were furloughed it was really kind of been a rough time for a lot of the people who are involved in our production and um you know so we're i think we've only got one convention on the board right now but they're so overloaded not even sure we're gonna even get a spot there mm. so people are going back to the big conventions and yeah high volume so yeah Okay, uh, well, we are here, of course, to talk about uh, Captain Pike. And uh, as you know, we there are four Captain Pikes, of course, two of TOS, the young one, and the already uh, sick one in the wheelchair. And we have the one in the J.J. Abrams Kelvin timeline. And we have, of course, and surmount as the young Captain Pike of the USS Enterprise in Strange New World and Discovery. Which one of those are is your favorite? Well, see, I, this is the the thing about myself. I 
these discussions, I get these questions at conventions, people, and there are people who have their favorite character, their favorite Star Trek series. I look at it all as one universe, and I love it all. Mm. A lot of people disagree. Even Captain Foley, who does Trek Yards, so I give a shout out to Trek Yards because those guys are amazing. But he's they. I think as long as I'm seeing a character being played well, that's my favorite. And I, I think Anson Mount's doing an amazing job. Yeah, he and does. Jeffrey Hunter, you know, he had a very short-lived career because, mm. of, you know, and he was really great guy, and um, he really set the tone. I, I think he became my obviously my first favorite because it was a flashback episode in the original series, and that was so captivating to know that this starship had this history because remember that was all episodic back in the 60s so there wasn't a lot of you didn't really know much about the background of all the characters you just knew what you saw in the episodes so that that probably character depth and introduced another starship captain and realized that this is a bigger universe than just one starship out of 12 you know shooting around the galaxy having adventures it really you know brought it all made it seem a bit it it was a good world building episode. And then we didn't hear anything about Pike until the JJ Abrams movie. And then of course, then came discovery and now we've got strange new worlds. So I'm loving strange new worlds. I think that, oh, that me is too. A, next to lower, lower decks and strange new worlds are, have really been super entertaining. You know, talking about lower decks. Um, I'm not really of the spoilers, but I saw this uh, picture with the crossover with uh, Strange New World and um, Lower Decks. What are your expectations about that? I have no idea. It's obviously time travel. I have no idea how, but the preview is now out on Paramount+. Plus. I saw that yesterday. I went and looked for it. It was there, and it's pretty awesome. You know, and, the, and I mean, the, the two characters, live action, really... They can really, they really bring their characters to life as they are in the cartoon, the animated mm. version. Especially Boimler, his his voice inflections, his facial expressions. Jack Quaid is just, I, I, he's an amazing actor. To be able to cross from voice to live and still carry that persona is, that's pretty, that's pretty good. And yeah. I hear rumors that it's going to go the other way, where Anson Mount's going to be in Lower Decks in the cartoon version. So that okay. should be interesting. Yeah. That should be interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that, by the way. Yeah, I was, I, like I said, I don't, I don't do a lot of in-depth reading on what's going on mm, with the future episodes, and I mean, I do know people who are in the know of things. In fact, I found out a good friend of mine knew the whole ending of Star Trek: Picard. He said I knew it, you know, a year ago. I was like, man, because he's friends with one of the one of the producers or one mm. of the guys who works on props because he's always buying props for this guy. So I was like, well, that's a bummer because that was the most exciting reveal for me as a yeah. TV fan. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I loved uh, season three of Picard. Yeah, it was great. But, was... Anson, but but back to Pike, I, I guess, you know, I think Anson Mount, in turn, because he's had the most time as the character, I think he's really done, paid great homage to Jeffrey Hunter's character, the representation of Captain mm. Pike, and and I I put him above, you know, I put Jeffrey Hunter, then then Anson Mount, and then uh, probably I mean the J.J. Abrams, 
you know, Bruce Greenwood did a good job, but that was a movie as a one time alternate universe. He was good, but he didn't seem as, I don't know. There just wasn't, didn't have, and maybe it's, maybe I'm being shallow. Maybe it's the physical chemistry. Anson Mount just physically looks a lot like Jeffrey Hunter. You know, I mean, there's, he owned it right away when he came onto Discovery. He owned it right away, that part. Yeah, he really did. He's really good. And he's a really funny and nice guy. I met him. Oh, lucky you did. He, that, obviously, you've gotten around to some of the conventions over there in Europe. Mm. Well, we don't have that much uh, Star Trek conventions here, but we try to, if, if there is one, then we try to go there. And uh, I'm always the one who collecting pictures with them and uh, autographs and uh, yeah, they they are really nice. They are really nice. And like I said, uh, Anson Mount does does a really good job with the Pike he is presenting because that is how I see Pike. Yes, definitely, definitely very thought provoking. Very you know takes the peaceful approach. Kind of a little bit like Picard, like Captain Picard was in season one through three, maybe of Next Generation. You know, not a not a Kirk immediately shoot him up, and they really brought that out in uh, the last episode of Strange New Worlds when they introduced the did the future time mm. jump with Pike and with Kirk. You know, Kirk was already you know going guns blazing, which was the right thing to do with the Romulans, and you know, Pike chose to try and take a peaceful approach which ended up leading to decades long war with the romulans so yeah that was so yeah he's definitely definitely got that part nailed um what is your opinion about pike as a captain i i say always i would love to serve a captain like pike because he is he can be diplomat he can be actionful but he's also laid back and said okay come on i will cook for you yeah i would serve under him that's the thing in you know each captain's better for certain missions you know you wouldn't want a pike dealing with the cardassians you know you'd want someone like a jellico you know captain jellico doing <laughs> that and and for somebody out on deep space deep space excuse me deep space exploration someone like pike or picard or you know even kirk would be you know good for that you know the you know putting the exploration mission first the mission of peace talking about uh kirk what do you think of the young kirk and strange new world i like them i i think yeah. it was uh i think it's going to be interesting to see where they play it now with them yeah. being a young lieutenant there's not a lot in tos canon as opposed to I guess the, the one comment in Menagerie, he said he met Christopher Pike when he took over command of the Enterprise. So this mm. is kind of, this is definitely doing a little, I'm not going to call it retcon. I'm just saying it's multiverse because there's so much time travel in the Star Trek universe. Even in the original series, if you really listen close, a lot of things change. And it's, it seems like you're jumping around and, you know, before they called Starfleet the space service, then they called it. Uh, the stars there were there were three different names they gave for before they established that there was starfleet and starfleet was a mm. part of the united federation of, of the united federation of planets so 
it's it's a different it's a slightly different take it's a lot closer to canon than than um some other trek series have been but like discovery for example but discovery was so far back you still yeah really not not sure but it's definitely not it's not as extreme as the jj abrams movies hmm. yeah um so we don't know a lot about Pike's background um what do you hope that the writers will uh, write about his background well, I like. I think so far they've obviously introduced his love of horses. He was definitely that, that that was established in the original series. I mean, right now it's I'm I'm more curious how they're going to blend it into the original series because mm. they still got they still have six years ahead of them before before Kirk takes over the Enterprise. Yeah. So that's six more years of episodic TV that, you know, we'll get to see maybe a little more in depth, not just about Pike's background, but maybe some of the other Federation characters and things of that nature. You know, they got we got more in depth on the Gorn, yeah. but again, that's a little jump in the gun because Kirk was supposedly the first one who came in contact with the Gorn. So we'll see kind of what kind of adventures come out of that. But in terms of background. I think it's, I, I'm, oh yeah, I know. I want to see how he deals with his experience that he had on Talos Four because mm. they really haven't gone on into that very much except in Discovery they did because, you know, Vina, he got, had that contact with Vina in that one episode where, yeah. you know, Berman took her brother, or took her brother Spock back to Talos Four. But I'd like to see, you know, maybe them tie into that a little yeah. bit. Exactly, I think, and that is what I really like about um, Picard season three and Strange New World. It's written very well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, especially for TNG fans, and I always say I'm a TNG kid, and that I will always be that one. Uh, season three of Picard was phenomenal, and uh, oh yeah. It, 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 every every episode became better and better. Yeah, I was I was pleased with it. I, I, I oh, me it too. Good, good adventure. I see what comes out of that one in the future. But. Yeah, you know, it's so much more humor in it. Like Data is so different and humoristic, and and Worf is still the warrior, but a little bit passive and and. Um, still funny. He's really funny in, in season three, really. Yeah. I, I talked that uh, about with um, my friend Amanda, who I will, uh, who I do Ghost Talking Track podcast. And uh, last episode we were talking about uh, the difference between the T and D data and the T and the Picard data, and we did that also with Jordy and. Um, some of the other characters. Oh yeah, those are some very emotional moments. Oh that yes. I, yeah, really were. The, I think the, the part that I had uh, watched over and over again is when uh, the Enterprise D came oh, in view, yeah. 
And yeah. the, the first time I was flabbergasted. The second time I was thinking, oh, thank God we got Jordi LaForge. And the third time I was crying. <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah, I was shocked. I was not expecting that. Yeah, I thought they were going to grab one. I thought they were grab one of the older starships, like maybe yeah. one of those Constitution classes or the old NX or something like that, and just you know something that was an off the grid ship. Not expecting that, but it made sense. We actually in one way, yeah, yeah. We actually had a storyline in Pathfinder where we were going to visit Viridian Three to as a science vessel to do the bioremediation after they had lifted the saucer section off the planet so we had that all written but we it ended up it was one of the storylines we dropped that we even had some pictures done i was like oh my gosh i think they call i it's obvious they would have to do that because that was in a system that was pre-warp society they'd have to remove that saucer section but there was never any idea that it was going to be rehabbed i i was thinking it'd probably be stuck in one of those um starship graveyards that the uh Zack doors run, you know, and they'd just be sitting there floating around, you know. But making it into a museum ship, that was that was pretty awesome. I love the fleet museum. Oh yeah, that was great. And, a, was... and the nice part is that um, um, on Destination Star Trek in September here in Birmingham, uh, they will have the fleet museum with all the models. Uh, will wow. be there so that's gonna be nice yeah i saw they had the titan or now enterprise g they had that at uh long i think it went the las vegas convention. there was some convention recently that had a full model of it mm. so uh let's get back to pike um yeah what what are your expectations or dreams for Pike in Strange New World Season 2? Well, I, mean, I go into a lot of these without a lot of expectations. And I don't mean that negatively. I mean, I like going for the adventure, the unknown, and being surprised. But I'm just kind of curious where the, you know, seeing his relationship with Spock develops, see Spock's relationship develop, you know, his how he, you know, goes from, you know, how he's obviously at this point, he's struggling between being human and being Vulcan a lot more than he did in the original series. So yep. that's, and I think I, I, it's obvious they established in season one that Pike is very much a father figure to Spock since mm. we know from later episodes that his, his biological father, Sarek, is really just, you know, all but disowning for not joining the Vulcan Academy. So Spock's only father figure is Pike and mm. kind of a mother, kind of a mother figure and a mentor is number one, who yeah. is still pretty logical in and of itself, in and of herself, you know, very close to being Vulcan. So I'm looking forward to seeing those, the dynamics between those three, seeing if it develops a lot like the original triad of the original series of Kirk McCoy and Spock. So yeah, and I have to uh, say this because I haven't uh, said it before. Ethan Peck, who played Spock in Strange New World, uh, is doing a great, great job. You have to bear in mind that the Spock Ethan is playing, that is a much younger Spock than 
the spoke of Lanatimoy in TOS. Yeah, roughly six, seven years younger at this point now, I think. And, yeah. yeah, like you said, Spock is uh, really having difficulties with uh, his emotions, with being Vulcan or, and his human part, of course, but he is half human. And that's what I really love. Uh, and they did that in the J.J. Abrams movies very clearly, like, oh, um, I am accepted by the Vulcan Council to go to the Vulcan Academy, but they still gonna say, well, uh, in one way we're not happy because you're a half-blood, you're not yeah. as human, you know? And yeah, and I wonder if they'll touch on that in Strange New Worlds, get into that background. But Yeah. They kind of did with his dealings with Tupreen, which again is another... They supposedly didn't have any contact until from when they were kids in the original series, so... That's a little bit of a twist and makes one wonder if that's going to end here pretty soon. If you watch the preview, you probably see, yeah, it's probably on its way out, <laughs> that relationship. Yeah. Um, do you think Pike will lay down his captain's uh, rank in Strange New World Season 2? No, I think he's going to stay the course. He already established that in the very last episode, that he doesn't want to change history, what his fate is. Because if he does, that means that he trades one life for another. So he's Starfleet. He's going to be the one to make the sacrifice. I, think is, that's a... I, I don't want to give any spoilers. I don't know how many people are listening have even seen the first season of Strange New Worlds, but that's a... Episode 10 is very emotional. Mm. It really resonates, and it resonates all the way. I mean, the comment that was made is like, this guy's going to do, like, galaxy-saving stuff, mm. you know, which is referring to Spock. So that's that's pretty that's pretty impactful. And I, I, I don't think he's going to... He's going to stay the course. And he knows, he knows the date. He knows when he's going to become a fleet captain and have to go to that cadet ship and he's accepted it. I think, I think my, my theory is that before this series ends, maybe not season two, but it could, this could go all the way on to right when he hands over the command to Kirk. Mm -hmm. If it does, I think he's going to get some kind of foreshadowing that he knows that it's going to be all right, that something with the Telosians that he's going to know, but he's not going to want it to happen. The reason they're going to make it somehow. They're going to make it where he's why he's always saying no to Spock because he knows it's endangering Spock's career. But in the long run, he knows it's going to happen. That yeah, he's going to be disfigured, but then he will be able to live out a normal life with on Talos Four. So I, I kind of think they're going to leave it that. I don't see them just cutting it off and leaving it for us to guess what's going to happen between you know. Between yeah. now and then, but I could be way off. You never know. They always throw curveballs. These writers. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I must say that they, uh, the writers are very good in what they do now. I must say, uh, the season one of Strange New World. I think I have watched that a couple of times just to 
get to see the Easter eggs, but also the story itself. It's really amazing. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, I've, I've got three daughters, and they're all grown now. My youngest is 21, has a, has a child. She's actually one of the ones in Pathfinder. But when I saw that episode where the, that entity and that nebula created that storybook of the of oh, Dr. Mavenga's daughter. That one. Oh my God. That was, I had a hard time holding back my tears on that. Oh, that was, I love that one. That was, that was something else that, you know, and then when she appears all grown up to him and tells him it's going to be okay. Oh my God. Talk about amazing acting. You know, that's like, yeah, but that, also that like, was, um, the one who plays the security, yeah, the security chief. I can't remember her name right now, but um, normally you see her so. Uh, is uh, Laon is her name? Yeah, Laon. And yeah. Um, normally you see her like tough and rough and uh, being uh, tough yeah. as hell, and then you see her in this episode like a princess and she can belt and I was thinking, what? No was way. She, she didn't carrying do a that. Puppy? Didn't she, wasn't she carrying a puppy around or something? Or <laughs> yeah, some yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she kind of had that, uh, that, I was wondering, are they trying to make a little nod to that Reese, Reese Witherspoon's Legally Blonde? Oh, she's <laughs> like, she had that, she went into that whole persona like that. It was, it was hilarious. It was? I mean, that, to be able to have that kind of comedy and turn around and have that kind of in-depth emotion and have, you know, have the Andorian, um, the chief engineer at the time, oh, the Andorian, yeah. you know, be kind of like the center of it, trying to say, okay, this is, you know, and then even him having fun with it because he's trying to get into the storyline. Right? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very complicated acting. You know, it takes a lot of, uh, that's, that, that takes a lot of good acting chops to, to, run that kind of gamut of comedy, adventure, drama, all wrapped up in one, in a one-hour episode. And also, like, Pike is normal, uh, the straight captain, but also, like, uh, strong man, handsome man that will lead you, and in this episode, he was just a coward. He was the weasel, yeah, the, the character he had was so not like him, that that was so funny. They they yeah. they were the opposite of their normal characters. I bet a paycheck that if you go to a convention or if you talk to Anson Mount, that's probably one of his favorite episodes because he had to change the range of his character. Mm. And most actors I've talked to love getting out of their normal character in an episode because it's it's fun for them to kind of get outside the box. And he really did on that one to to the to the level where you're cringing. Yeah. So, I had that too when he was, yeah, when he was acting like that and I was thinking, oh my God, that is sort of bike. I mean, his Anson Mount, my favorite scene with him was in Discovery when he, when he, when the, when he was on Borath and trying to get that time crystal mm. and the Klingon said, once you, you can touch it and see what your future is, once you take it. Your future's locked in. His speech there was, oh my oh, God, I can't yes. even say it. It was so emotional. He's like, he goes, no. He said, I believe in you know, love and peace and Starfleet. He says, I've got to do this. You know, he, he knew he had to sacrifice himself for that. Mm -hmm. That was, that to me, I was like, when I saw that, I said, this guy, they've got to make a series with this guy. When I saw that, I said, this is probably the best 
portrayal of the Starfleet captain right here. Yes. That sums up what they are. Absolutely, yeah. And I think also that is what we see as a Starfleet captain. Yeah, exactly. And his whole demeanor, but also like how he is acting, but also, like I said, of course, he is the diplomat. He is the captain that uh, will go for exploring, etc. But he is also the layback captain who mm-hmm. invites everyone to his dinner parties and whatever. Yeah. And uh, I think that is and and that's what I always um, there was a I can't remember what which interview that was with uh, a group of uh, discovery. Uh, characters in that way um, he said that well, because people were asking him for, of him did you know that it was that you were uh, auditioning for Captain Pike and he said no there was a, I did an audition and it was for a very stupid name Captain and oh. then they they invited him to the set and they said well sit in the chair and he did, and that was the moment they told him, well, it's not Captain Johnson, but you have the role for Captain Pike. And mm. that knocks him off his shoes, of course. Oh, wow. That's a cool story. Yeah, and, you know, I think because, I don't know if you have seen that on Twitter or on one of the mm. other social medias, but after season one, the fans having this petition for Anson Mount that he got his own series mm-hmm. and that he will be the main captain and main role in it. And there was so overwhelming reaction on that. And of course, uh, thankfully, uh, they listened to uh, the fans. But I have a Twitter message of him that he was saying, well, I was doing this show of this program and I uh, went for a break and I saw this tweet around and that made me weak in the legs because I have never ever ever felt that much love from a fan base. Oh yeah. I do remember hearing, I do remember seeing him talk about that. That is, that is great. So he, I mean, that's a testament to, but I really think that both him and Ethan Peck together really make the good chemistry because oh, yes. they were the they were the two from Discovery, and that just you know when they announced that it was like yeah you guys did such a great job in Discovery a show that wasn't you know I liked it but it wasn't well liked by most fans mm. I, I get I hear a lot of hate when I'm at conventions about it and I, I always t- try to avoid those conversations because mm. I don't have any I, I like all track I mean mm. anything. Because it doesn't matter how this good, good or bad the special effects are. It's the storyline and the universe and the message that, the message of Starfleet and ex- exploration and peaceful coexistence, all that. Those are, those are cool messages. So I tend to kind of like, kind of all blends into one big adventure. But there are people who don't like, really didn't like Discovery, but that kind of, that kind of redeemed it there for that second season, mm. and then. Then the really vocal fans jumped in, and I think you know it was a good call on, on the. I think it was yeah, it was CBS at the time. It wasn't yet CBS Paramount, but that was a good decision for them to listen to the fans and do that. And 
they had, you know, and it worked out great. Yeah, it it did, and I was I was very glad that they uh, picked it up from the fans and said, okay, we're going to give him a, his own uh, series, mm-hmm. and they didn't um, they didn't mess it up. Thank for God. <laughs> no, I like the episodic nature because you feel like you feel you get you feel like you get some resolution with one episode, yet you can still have a common thread that may be out there, but it's not just, you know, you're left hanging every episode. But, I mean, the crew that he has, it's it's a great crew. It's They really already are um, like a team, like a family, and I think that's what you also see on the screen. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't get too much into the behind the scenes, but I did see one thing about... Uh, the woman who plays the pilot, Erica, mm. yeah, she had a she had a pretty tragic thing happen right before she started. So, yeah, her husband passed away right after she accepted the role. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so she that was her comment was that she'd be on set at times, and if it wasn't for, you know, the woman who played number one and, and some of the other cast members that. She'd break down in the middle of doing a scene. If you realize, remember, some of those episodes dealt a lot with loss and death. Mm. She was just fresh out of that. Yeah. And her husband actually helped her read for that role and prepare for it. And she credited him for her getting that part. Well, I would definitely. Yes, go ahead. But yeah, I'd agree. They definitely. I think they're they they're off screen chemistry matches and helps enhance their on-screen chemistry. Yeah. Um, well, I think uh, we have talked a lot about Pike. Is there anything you'd like to add? No, I just hope they go seven years with this series. That's all, I, that's all I like to add. I would really like to see tre- a Trek series go seven years like they did in the 90s. Yeah. Really, oh, me too. They were talking about that, by the way, that uh, the new track uh, has two less episodes. And if you see in, uh, for example, TNG or Voyager, Deep Space Nine, it's all 22, 27 episodes a right. season. Seven years of it. Yeah. But. Thank you, Paul, for joining me again. It was nice talking to you. Oh, I appreciate it. You're welcome. And look forward to hearing some of your next next podcasts. Oh, you probably will. <laughs> All right. Well, good day. Live long and prosper, everyone. Yeah, live long and prosper. All right, guys. My last guest is Mark. Hello, Mark. Hello. Glad to be here. Yeah, and you guys will recognize him because he's a regular in my show. So, um, it's been a long time. This has been a long while when you since we talked about Star Trek. Well, we always talk about Star Trek every time. But uh, it's with you, it's always a pleasure when we have someone who uh, enjoy that the way I do. So, here we are and I. It's a big pleasure to be here. You, 
are en enthusiastic for next week when um, Strange New World is going in premiere. Yes, in seven days. Seven yeah. days we will be we will be uh, surely watching this first episode that is talking about um, the judgment of Yuna. Yeah, yeah, I'm very curious about that. Really, it's we all uh, are. Yeah, yeah. So, what are your expectations for season two, Strange New World? The potential for season two is uh, what can how can I say? They promised that will be a very very expanding uh, uh, motivations, expanding their things they they tried to do in the first time, and in Discovery we saw uh, many pushing limits yeah. in, in that series and. Even Pike was part of it. It was nice to see a, a person that different from what, what we saw in TOS mm. in the episode The Cage. Yeah. In the episode The Cage, Captain Pike was very serious, was mm. very ending his, his career. His, he, has, he was tired about all those waiting those in his shoulders. Mm. He was talking, what I am doing here, la, 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 la. And happening, mm. happened everything with Talosians, uh, the, the case of Talosians that give him some new destination in his life. Yeah. But, but came discovery and took that man from optimism to uh, again a man with very uh, heavy weight on his shoulders. But it's impressive to see how a good Starfleet officer can face his problems mm. that's the captain pike we will talk about today yeah well we know we have four captain pikes we got two of course in tos and then we have the calvin timeline and of course the captain pike in discovery and strange new world do you have a favorite one of those four well this uh, new Captain Pike uh, from Discovery and Strange New Worlds is a real, a real uh, change in the character because he, he is very well humored. Mm. Okay? In in Discovery, he make jokes uh, even with Tilly, and uh, even so, he was uh, very well humored uh, with with Tilly problems and the crew problems. He he chooses to. Uh, take them uh, in in a light way, mm. uh, and and he even uh, uh, disagree with uh, um, Saru about the case of uh, of Doctor Hugh and uh, and that that guy that was took took by a Klingon mm. Tyler Tyler yeah. he, he he saw. Saru saw the Tyler fighting, uh, uh, fighting uh, Doctor Hugh, uh, and Hugh fighting Doctor Tyler because Tyler killed him in another episode. So he was very pissed off, and well, hence talked more than, than than words over there. And Pike was surprised. How can you let things be solved this way? And Saru was 
more uh, eclectic when he said, sometimes there is no other way or no better way to solve these problems. And so Pike always uh, is a good leader, and good leaders always learn in new cases, in new problems, uh, and they are always, always ready to hear uh, all the point point of view of their um, their, their crew. Mm. So, well, this new Captain Pike, the improved by discovery and now. Uh, is a very nice character and he shows much more the good leader qualities mm -hmm. than in every other every other uh, timing we saw even in in the uh kelvin timeline yeah i think always that um jeffrey hunter always set the i don't want to say basic but it it's there and the one in the kelvin timeline uh, set the basic of him and yeah, straight uh, answer mount uh, is the Captain Pike that we all like, yeah. and that's what I what I always say. Uh, I think a lot of people will uh, following a surfing Captain Pike because that's the captain you would like, and because he's very knowledgeable and a very good diplomatic captain as a captain. But he's all, uh -huh. he is also a captain that is laid back and say, okay, come to my dinner table and uh, we have dinner and we can relax. Well, to be a captain is not always giving orders and, and take decisions. You, you have a crew to, to take care of. You, you, if you want to command them, you need to know them. And to know them, you need to be, to be closer. Uh, those are characteristics of uh, good leadership I am talking about and this new uh, Star Trek uh, strange new words always have many good ways to show mm. that yeah um, is there something you like about Captain uh, Pike that makes him Captain Pike well uh, in Discovery, he was retreated, he was uh, painted as the, the best captain that we, we had all before Kirk. And uh, they, were, they, they were very, very heavily condecorated. He has a very, very nice uh, history of, of winnings in, in his career. So what we can say about him in this time, they took the chance in Discovery to make a super captain. Mm. Only that Discovery only only deserved that after to uh, to have been in the worst captain at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. And now we have this after this presentation of of a good captain, uh, Pike has so many. Uh, so many people ask it to break a new series. The very uh, acting of uh, uh, of that captain uh, make him so famous that they think, "What about we make a new series?" And they did. And this series have many things much better for every 
old mm. old size tracker like us mm. like uh it's not an one ep- one season episode only yes we have many episodes now like in the old series uh so sorry they are only 10 but this make uh, the series make much easy to produce and to pay for that's why they are producing like this and now we have a second season also, what, what can i say they love it pike in discovery and they love it um uh, strange new worlds with pike and the new characters they are amazing too and now for that we have a second season i i can't imagine how many seasons that those will be they have uh, uh space to 10 because the sorry they have they have uh, a space to make 10 seasons because the uh, the accident that uh, crippled uh, the captain it's, it's dated to happen in 10 years for now mm-hmm. yeah what do you or what are your expectations for uh, season two at Pike, uh, and do you think they will write some of his background story? Well, his background story is constantly changing because he's he knows his future, but he almost don't know how to live until that future comes. Mm. And I I can't imagine how to live in in inside his shoes. No, you know. I, I don't think no one no one knows. If you knew that you have an accident that will cripple you in ten years, what will you do? I think right? live off the fullest. <laughs> yeah, he decided to do the same, but to to a captain to live the fullest not is not always not always written. You know? Mm. You have a new adventure every day. You have something new to decide every day. One day you need to take care of uh, a comet that seems to be intelligent, and the other day you have you have a a, a, a species that are trying to uh, uh, delete the life of a kid just because they need some someone to to be the computer who takes care of the whole the whole uh, civilization. There are many, many things crossing his life. And sometimes it's hard to decide if that thing that's happening now is more or less important of the thing that will happen in 10 years for you. Okay. Uh, Yes, the best thing to do is to live the best for now. Follow your heart and be sincere for for your duty, for your... uh, uh, your, um, your first things to do, your directives, and your love. Do you think they uh, see Pike also as an example for all the captains in Starfleet? Of course, of course. He was an example for, for Kirk, for instance. But Kirk did, did not did not know him 
in TOS. Mm. They only started to, to talk to him uh, or about him in the, in the episode The Cage. Mm -hmm. But, well, the, the writers have those problems to do <laughs> and they're changing things in the way, so I, I need to be sure I will watch everything they, they are doing so I can talk about this later. Um, is there anything essential of part that you say you need to watch this or keep an uh, eye on it? Sorry? Can you repeat the question? Is there any essentials of part that you say, okay, uh, you need to keep an eye on that or you need to see this or... You say, um, this is important for the rest of track. Well, this, all, all they produce is important for the rest of track. We all need to do is to keep a positive, uh, a, a positive um, attitude about there. When Discovery started, there were, there were many people with a negative uh, opinion about that. And I need to remember, uh, Star Trek, uh, the next generation had the same problem, mm, the same, the same seriousity. Uh, can you imagine? Uh, I, I heard people telling, "I hate Picard. Why? Because can you have? Can you trust in a captain that does have no hair? And his uh, the first order of him is to surrender when Q surrounded his ship. So." Kirk will, no, will never do that. Well, Kirk <laughs> will not survive Q. That's for sure. <laughs> so they had the same problem with, uh, with uh, Enterprise. They told that was very, very bad to have a, a starship without transporter. Mm. You know? Uh, they have the same problem with Voyager. They even said, Oh, to boldly go where, where, where are we now? <laughs> <laughs> they, they said those things. Every new series have the mental of the, the, the fans' mental inertia. They don't want them. They love the new things, but they don't want it. Mm. They, they are not ready to accept that. Mm. Well, I am ready to accept that I, 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 I love it, discover it from, from the start to the end. Now, we know there will be an end, so we proceed with that. Mm. I think that uh, Christopher Pike still will prove to be the best captain we always had. Okay, And, I, I, of course, he has... Uh, uh, the production has the history of Picard that show what a, a nice captain can be. I think every captain in, the, in every series was in the right place, living the right situation at the right time for, for each of them. And if you, if you change them from, from, from the shows, if Kirk was commanding Voyager, it was not... <laughs> It, it never would be back home. Uh, it, it, by the other side, if uh, uh, um, Janeway was commanded the first Enterprise, she would, would prefer to stay home. That would be weird. 
Yes, yes. I think I think we need to accept people reacting to the situation they are given, mm. right? Uh, in in this uh, uh, in this mentality, I am reacting very positively to be here with you talking about that. Mm. And I think you're doing the same. <laughs> ah. Um. So. We talked a little bit of the four parts we know. Um, what would you say about the other three parts that we have? Because, of course, we have Jeffrey Hunter. We have the mm -hmm. one who played when he already is in that wheelchair. And we have the Calvin timeline. Um, of course, they are setting the base for Anson Mount, basically. And mm -hmm. um, in tell what do you think about their captain pikes portrayal those captain pikes they were made for that occasion uh the first captain pike was created by gene roddenberry who wanted william shatner to do the place to do the paper he got someone more serious so he made a more serious captain and that that was we got, and this was so serious that uh, the producers thought uh, this series will not be good. This Star Trek will never work because it makes us think. We are not focusing in the in the captain. We are focusing in his problem, mm. and it makes it makes us think. Well, they came came Kirk comes and 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 we focus in the captain. And in the in the, the alien friends book, etc., etc. You know that it's all yeah. history. <laughs> but but uh, the first Captain Pike was to be more serious because the problem was more concentrated in think something, in understand the problem, right? And the, uh, then the next Captain Pike in in the wheelchair. Uh, he, he was he was a problem. <laughs> he was the problem, and Spock and Kirk were were dealing with that. So we were more properly uh, introduced to the Talosians, and, and and well, the story proceeds. And now we have the how can I say? We have the. Kelvin timeline, where the history was changed for everyone, yeah. including Captain Pike, and he he changed it so much that he was killed. Mm -hmm. We we never had an, uh, any um, knowledge about the Talosian. So yeah. I think Star Trek lost a lot of things in this Kelvin timeline. Yeah, yeah, it does. I think that is one of the reasons that some of the uh, Star Trek fans saying uh, they don't like the J.D. Abrams movies because of that. It, it changed so much and it's in one way uh, self-standing movies that yeah. uh, it's not really in think um, made about the timeline we know about Star Trek. Yes, even so uh, the, the Kelvin timeline have some pros. First, the 
the first and second movies, the, the three movies, they make more money than the ten first movies of Star Trek. And they gave us our first uh, 3D movie, mm. 3D Star Trek movie. There were some good things for people who know how to make movies. J.J. Abrams know how to make music yeah. movies. And, and, and well, we, get, we got some popularity about that. Many people started to uh, enjoy the old, old ways of Star Trek because all they saw in the movies, these this three last movies. And we are still, even we are knowing Pike and we know by discovery that, that uh, Vulcan was not destroyed in this timeline, they are proceeding in this timeline uh, we were made of. Yes. But this, the Kelvin timeline still wants to make another movie. We all, I, I hope they, they make something good like they did in the third movie mm. now. We are all in, ex in expectations today. And it's good because we, have, we had a long time without, without Star Trek. Since, since 2000, 2000 well, uh, we, since uh, the Nemesis movie, we don't mm. have anything about Star Trek. And, and um, Enterprise ended, and Voyager ended, and we had nothing. And now we can say this is a happy time to be a Star Trek fan. Mm. You have, we will have now... Uh, we will have now starting uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And uh, after that, we will see... Um, uh, we, I, I think we will see Lower Decks coming. And Prodigy is coming too. I hope so. They and are the very good in what Discovery. they say. Sorry? And the last season of Discovery. Yes, the last season of Discovery is starting now too, like next year, in starting of the next year. Mm. I I can't I can't say I'm happy with that because to every time I see a serious ending, I I have um, an allergic reaction in my eyes. It, there comes many water in them. <laughs> well, I, I I don't I don't think it's it's healthy to to heal that, that condition because I'm a human. Yeah. <laughs> how, how can I, how You're can not I not be human in a, in a situation like that? Yes, thank God I'm not Vulcan. <laughs> I, I, I don't need to wait seven years to do some things. I, I, you know, unfortunately, I can't wait for seven minutes. So I, I, I still love to be human. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Something you'd like to add about Captain Pike that is, in your opinion, worth sharing? Well, uh, we have promises that they will pushing the envelope in this next ten episodes. I am quite sure that we'll be we'll be seeing a, a Pike more aggressive and more concentrated in in his objectives. Will we will see how how he does how he deals with the incident of Yuna. Mm. So we are very ex in many expectations about that. 
And I hope, well, I really hope I can approve and, and I will like uh, all of the changes that are coming. We were warned. We are warned. And so, okay, uh, hailing frequencies open. <laughs> Shoot at will. We are here to listen. Yeah, I, uh, what I always thought about Jeffrey Hunter's Spike is that he was too serious. And, mm -hmm. But now we're talking about him, I was numb thinking, maybe because, and you see that he doesn't have the energy anymore to live or be there anyway. And um, mm -hmm. maybe because his end is nearing because that 10 years is almost there and then everything will change. You know, me and you, we have always the impression we will live forever. We have this impression carved in our souls. We know nothing bad will happen with us until it happens. So yeah. he, we, this is the normal us, you know, we are, we are, uh, 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 60 years old like me it's, it's the same of uh, I, I look to my to mirror and I see a, a 17 years old guy who said what happened to my face okay <laughs> we are all people with hope and Star Trek is hopes too mm. we all have we all have hopes yeah okay? we all have hopes except Captain Pike yeah it, it's took from him the only thing that make him human progressive alive and kicking and even so he is he is uh, fighting he is being a good officer until his last moment mm. Mm. that's that's the great thing about uh, the new captain pike a man fighting his own future yeah. Yeah, I'm very uh, curious what happened in Strange uh, New World Season 2. What they are going to do all, mm -hmm. so. Um, yeah, well, I think we had a lot to talk about uh, Captain Pike. So, mm -hmm. uh, thank you for joining me. I just need to recommend one thing. Yeah. We also are here waiting for what will happen in this series. I, I, I suggest me and you to be optimistic to that until that end, until the end of discovery, until the end of any series they put to us, because uh, we are here, the series come and go, and we still hope, we still have hope, we still have uh, we, we still have the, the way to be sure we can be good Starfleet officers mm. no matter what happens. Mm. Yeah, that's going to be a good thing. <laughs> well, Mark, thank you very much for joining me again. And, my pleasure uh, it will be. And uh, I think we will talk soon again for a new episode. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I, have, I, have... I have only one thing to say about that. <laughs> Go ahead. 
make it so. <laughs> well, I am, <laughs> I am going to do a um, episode about uh, Star Trek Picard season three, so everything will be <laughs> there. So I will, I think I will have a uh, video room uh, with all my uh, tracky friends, and then I will record it. <laughs> that would be fun. I'll be here if you need me. All right. Well, thank you again, and we will talk soon. Well, guys, thank you for listening, and join me in two weeks for a new episode of Orinda Talks. The next episode is about old tap dance musical movies, which I really love. You can listen, subscribe, and comment to Orinda Talks on the YouTube channel or join the Facebook group. I also like to tell you about my other podcast called Girls Talking Track. Girls Talking Track is a podcast hosted by two female trackers who will recap every two weeks an episode of Star Trek TNG. All the episodes will be recapping in a clunky following. Girls Talking Track is also to listen, follow, and subscribe on Anchor, Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, or on your favorite podcast app. Every 10th episode will be a video episode, so you guys can see us when we talk about the episode. We also have a YouTube channel and a Facebook group where you can leave your comments on the episode. I will see you in two weeks.